Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. Connected. Alrighty Here then. we are. Live action. What's up, everybody? Hey, are we guys. Live? Hold on. It always takes a second to get it started. It's, it's always a few seconds behind. Okay, we're live on YouTube. What's <gasps> up, everybody? On Facebook. Yeah. It's going good. Oh my gosh. It's the last I know. It's the last episode of the Beautiful Attitudes. I don't want to talk about it. Man. Hasn't this been a fun journey though? Yeah. I've been so excited to be able to be on this journey with everybody that's watching. I hope that everybody is is gaining an understanding. Because here's the thing. We can we can keep reading this, we can keep recording podcasts, we could talk about the same thing over and over again. But it's the revelation that we put into action that mm-hmm. really makes the difference. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like reading these beautiful attitudes and literally asking the Lord every day, Lord, make me more like you. And this isn't the end of something. It's actually the beginning. Yeah. It, it's like what you do when you hear the word of God. It's like a mirror where you reflect, oh, that wow, this is where I am. Mm looking at myself with, you know, truly who, who I am and how I'm doing by looking at the word of God and what needs to change yeah, and not letting anything hold you back, but going into that transformation all in. Yeah. So here's what I want to do. I, I want to go and I want to start at the very beginning and we'll just keep reading. And I hope that through this, you can be reminded of the journey so far mm-hmm. and maybe some of the things that we've talked about up until this point because I what, what I love about today's episode is all the other things, all the other beautiful attitudes that we read about all kind of make you feel good. That's like, man, yeah, if I, I, I just need to be meek. Like you think about meekness and you think about merciful and you think they're all just make you feel good. So great. Yeah, it's just like it's so great. And then we get to today, but here we go. Um, so Matthew chapter five, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain and he sat down and he started teaching them. Mm -hmm. He opened his mouth and he taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst Mm -hmm. for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm -hmm. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And today, here we are. Blessed are those who are persecuted for Mm -hmm. righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Ouch. Okay, so I I think what's, what's very important on the onset of what we're talking about today is just the simple fact that if you are walking in the beautiful attitudes, Jesus is basically saying that 
you're going to come, there's going to be a tax on you nonstop. It's like, I'm at the end of this. I'm where I need to be. Oh, yeah. cool. You're going to be persecuted. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a cool journey. And a lot of times people are like, well, but if I'm going to get persecuted, why would I want to, why would I want to do any of that? I, man, it, it's just so crazy to me that we think that when we're following Jesus, that we won't be persecuted. That's, that's what blows my mind is, is we actually somewhat teach people that when you're walking mm-hmm. with the Lord, you just mm-hmm. walk in this abundant favor that nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah. Nothing ever, yeah. everything just falls right into place because you're walking with the Lord. When Jesus is basically saying at the end of the beautiful attitudes, listen, if you are looking more like me every day, then the world is going to come at you every day. Well, do y'all like know what happened to Jesus? Like yeah. sometimes when people say that, they're like, I follow Jesus. Everything should be yeah. fine and easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? Okay. I so, don't have words. <laughs> so it, it continues there, right? And it says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Okay. Here is what I think that we all need to come to the realization. Oh, no. Is the simple fact that it says if people revile you and utter all (laughs) sort of things against you because of me, because you are walking in the beautiful attitudes. But what happens is a lot of times in the church, we kind of get uh, in a place where we're not acting like Jesus and then people come at us and we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to turn the other cheek and then I'm just going to have to love that person from a distance. It's very critical that we understand that the blessing only comes whenever you're looking more like Jesus. It doesn't come because you confronted somebody outside of the grace and in the your will flesh. of God in your flesh, in your flesh right? Yeah. And, and you, you got sideways with somebody and you're like, well, I just, I just did what was right. Listen, it can be right, but if it's outside of the timing and the grace of God, if you're not walking in all the beautiful attitudes, your confrontation is doing nothing but stirring up strife. And, oh, whoa, I lost my train of thought, Aubrey. I'm going to have to help a girl out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So... So it's it's important. Thank you for stopping me, Lord, from that because it right. obviously wasn't him. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's it's important that that Jesus is saying on because of me, yeah, on my account. Jesus is trying to keep our focus on Him. A lot of times we get so focused, and I know as an as an eight on the Enneagram, there there's like there's right and there's wrong, and so I want to attack every situation. That's right head on and be like, well, this is right. This is wrong. I'm going to have to nip this before it gets out of control. But if you go in all Aubrey driving the vehicle and not Christ, if you're not going in with a Christ-like motive, okay, so a Christ-like motive is no motive. Right? (laughs) So it's being led by the Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit saying, okay, Aubrey, it's time. It's time. I'm going to grace you in this time to move forward and take on this situation. And it's not because you benefit from it. It's because the other parties involved will benefit from it. A lot of times, actually, it doesn't benefit us. Mm -hmm. 
And so Jesus is saying, remember, blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness sake. And what we keep saying in the podcast, righteousness is right standing with you and God, right standing with you and Jesus. So if you, if you are literally being persecuted because you're looking more like Jesus, then you're blessed, but everything else is off the table. And I I love that the second half of that, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And so that reminded me, I was asking Aubrey earlier about the parable that Jesus talked about. um, The the kingdom of heaven is like this, right? He gave three examples. And the first one is the kingdom of heaven is like a man. Let me actually read it real quick. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. So I told Aubrey earlier, I was like, just, just a bystander reading what this guy did. I was like, that was dumb. (laughs) If I'm thinking very fleshly, I would say, well, if nobody was around, then finders, keepers, losers, weepers is what (laughs) I always heard. But and, and so many people in the world see things that way, but the Lord calls us to think differently. It says in the Bible that what is wise in the spiritual looks foolish to the world and to the mm. flesh. It just does. And whenever I read that, I was like, that sounds foolish. But then when you read it for what it is, when a man found it, this treasure hidden in a field, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Hmm. In his joy. Have you ever heard the Lord tell you to give something and you're like, no, no, God, please don't. And you're not not joyful about it whatsoever in any way, shape or form. But when you've really found this, when you've really realized why you're here, and I'm not talking about your big purpose on the earth. I'm talking about just knowing God and knowing that he has a purpose Mm. and he loves you so much that he wants you to be a part of this purpose. I think so many times we just make it too much about ourselves. Like, my God, what does God have for me? (laughs) Me, it's going to be great. I was born for this. You know, and it's like, okay, whoa. Um, It's about God. (laughs) (laughs) and his purpose for this earth and that we have the honor we have the honor to get to be a part of it if we give all that we have in joy and we surrender and like Aubrey said what righteousness is it's being right in the eyes of God being right in the eyes of God is fully surrendering to him and what he has for you and what we talked about um one of the earlier parts where it says those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, right? Says they will be satisfied. And we talked there about self-righteousness and you see self-righteousness. You see, you see the, the huge difference between Jesus who is righteous and the Pharisees and Sadducees who are in fact self-righteous. Yeah. And the enemy always comes in, right? He's like, Oh, Hey, I can give a really ratchet version of righteousness right now. And it's self-righteousness. It's where we, um, like what, what, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking about something we're going to talk about later. Just don't mind me. But whenever we do something that's right, the Lord's called us to do it, right? Something can start in righteousness, but then it turns into self-righteousness because we see how everybody's acting about what we did. Yeah. Um, and you get that persecution. And so you come at it defensively with a self-righteous spirit, like, oh, really? You're going to say that to me because I followed God selflessly? Really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm going to be honest, there were some things that happened earlier uh, this year and whatever, where I had that mindset. If I allowed my flesh, right? We talked about the autopilot. I went in autopilot. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, so you're telling me because the Lord told us to do something and we're doing it, you're mad? Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. And I, and I sat on it. And when you sit on it and, and, and offenses come up, self-righteousness comes up. And it's like, I'm a victim because you're a meanie because obviously you don't know the Lord as well as I do. There's a self-righteousness. Yeah. And, and it goes into that. So you can actually start in doing something the right way. But if you sit on it and think about how you were done wrong, it turns into self-righteousness. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, it's also very critical for us to understand that when it talks about persecution, I have this Bible commentary. And one of the things that, that I loved about how it talked about this was it says that Jesus foresaw, right, what, what the disciples were going to go through. He, he foresaw, obviously, what he was going to go through. Yeah. And so he's basically saying, like, persecution's coming. But, you know, look at the difference between the persecution that Peter and Paul suffered versus John. John got to live out his days as an older man on the island of Patmos. And, and so his, his persecution yeah. was different. Mm-hmm. But this commentary is basically telling us that he says that Jesus foresaw what the apostles were going to go through. And he didn't necessarily mean that every one of us as followers of Christ are going to be going to have to suffer through physical persecution. But he, Jesus was saying that you are going to come up against social temptations. You're going to come up against the world who's trying to, to make you suffer for what your beliefs are and try to change your mind. And that's why it's important at the end of the beautiful attitudes when understanding that you're going step by step, trying to look more like Christ every day that you're never finished because mm-hmm. even if you are walking out all the beautiful attitudes, then there's still persecution that's going to come your way. So your attitude might be beautiful, but your life on the outside might not look very good. It might not look that beautiful. Because you're literally saying, yeah, man, I'm, I'm reflecting more of Christ than I ever have, yeah. but the world is coming up against me. Other Christians are coming up against me. Let's not, let's not be naive, everybody, and think, where did most of Jesus' persecution come from? Pharisees. <laughs> Religious folk. His people. His, his people. <laughs> so, you know, every all the regular folks in Israel were calling him rabbi, were calling him teacher, messiah. They were all they were all following after. But who's the who are the ones that were ordained to bring the crucifixion into the realm of the natural? It was the Sanhedrin. It yeah. was the Pharisees. Yeah. It was supposedly the religious rulers. So you you think mm-hmm. that a lot of times in in church that if you, your church is for you or if somebody in your church is coming up against you, that can be persecution as well, just like Jesus is talking about. Because just because somebody is religious does not mean that they're not capable of being used by the enemy. And I think we expect the world to be the ones that persecute you. But I'm going to yeah. be honest, a lot of the times it'll be... It'll be people that are Christians or, and it's, I like my quote. Thanks. Yeah. And it's probably not intentional. 
It's because they don't understand. And that leads us to that, well, that and text message that yes, we got oh, and let me say one more thing because you actually said that. What, what, what people don't understand, they attack. Yeah. It freaks them out when they don't understand something. So just know, please know this is not personal. Yeah. It's personal with God. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They don't understand him, so they're attacking him. But yes, let's go into this quote that my lovely friend April sent us, <laughs> and it's so true. And this is the quote. It's so funny. No one is supposed to understand your calling. It wasn't a conference call. <laughs> Why do we always think like... Yeah. <laughs> there's been times where I'm like, and this is what the Lord said. And I expect this like amazing response. And they're like, huh. And I'm like, excuse yeah. me, this was like... Lord speaking to me. You know? And and there will actually be there will actually be other Christians that tell you that you need someone's blessing in order to walk out what God has called you to do. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I believe that God equips all of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, yeah. actually you should probably consider it great joy mm. when nobody agrees with you. Now, listen, I'm not saying yeah, like, yeah, please. Let, let me, let me, let me be very careful how I say that. There's a, there's a difference between going on a wild goose chase and being led by the spirit. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. They can look similar if somebody's not, you know, talking to the Lord on your behalf, right? If the Lord's telling you to do something, by all means, you should be like the guy that goes and buries the treasure in the field. Go and sell everything you have and go and buy that field. If it's of God, that's where we have to be careful because a lot of times outside the perspective, when people don't have the same understanding that you do, you could look like you're on a wild goose chase. However, that's where it comes vitally important for us to be able to understand the will of the Lord and understand that we have to hear the Lord's voice on anything that we do, because if not, then you are just going and using the grace of God as an extended line of credit on your checking Well, account. it's crazy because like the people I see that are listening right now, um, you guys know, like y'all, y'all have done some things we, we've actually talked about that people don't understand. Yeah. they don't get it and quite frankly they're annoyed or whatever whatever it is yeah and and i love that y'all are on here it's so god because we've been able to lean on each other too because you're going to find people in a like-minded situation with you and the enemy tries to lie to you and say you're all alone in this and that there's nobody that gets this nobody that understands but there are there are people and and they'll even challenge your mindset too like hey you know this happened this happened a while back. Why are you holding on to that? You know, they didn't, they didn't mean that personally, certain things like that. And so people can challenge you and people can help grow you in your faith. So don't, don't be like, Aubrey used to always say this when we were, (laughs) when we were dating one man wolf pack. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I was like, what am I? Yeah. That was off blades of glory. Oh Chaz God. Michael Michaels. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, sorry, that was Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will, Will Ferrell's character on Blades of Glory. He was the one-man wolf pack, and I stole that. He was, and you were yeah. not, Aubrey. Yeah. Okay. But, but, no, the enemy will lie to you and say that you're a one-man wolf pack, but there are other people chasing God. Yeah. There are other people that hunger and thirst for righteousness, just like you. And I know I had that conversation with, with Catherine the other night, and it's really nice to know when you have those people and you, the Lord will give them to you. 
Yeah. He will show well, you. Well, I think it's also important that that's why that that's why Jesus was always saying, "Stop looking at everyone else." Whenever Peter was sitting there and Jesus was foretelling them of what was going to happen, Peter immediately looks at John and was like, "What about him?" And Jesus said, don't worry about what's going to happen to him. If I want him to live until I return again, then that's exactly what's going to happen. I think it's important. We get so focused on what everyone else is doing yeah, yeah. that what we about, compare. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the Lord's never asked anybody that I know to do anything in the natural that seems this crazy to me. Well, maybe the Lord is looking to make you a leader and mm-hmm. looking to make you set a standard for somebody else that's willing to go and sell all you have mm-hmm. and move into and have a movable home. Maybe maybe you're supposed to be in an RV and just be willing to go where the Lord calls you to go at the drop of a hat. Anytime he says to go, you're willing to go. That is unheard of in our culture because in our culture, it's like you need to own a house. You need to be you, you know, you need to buy all these things. You need to have nice looking things. You need to have a home that you well, can bring people to. Even the fact uh, that we think is just being responsible. Your bank yeah. account has to have this much in it. Yeah. You need to be having stuff in your savings yeah. account. And it's like sometimes what, no, most all the time, what the Lord asks you to do is going to look foolish. It just is because it's our minds. It says that. Every time we spend time with the Lord, our minds are being transformed. Yeah. So why do we think our common sense we need to live by? <laughs> like the Bible saying our minds have to be transformed. Like they have to be changed. Like transformed. <laughs> that's not just like a little tweak here, a little. T- no, that's a transformation. Well, and I'm thinking even about the disciples when Jesus commissioned them into ministry. He would literally tell them to go into a town, not to take any food or anything with them, just the clothes on their back, and go into a town, and when people would offer them a place to stay, or feed them, or whatever, like, that just sounds crazy, because we don't go anywhere without being prepared for it, we we don't think, and therefore, yeah. we, we think that, and we call it wisdom, we call it wisdom sometimes, when really, it's just a clear fear of moving in what God's called you to do, Yeah, because, well, no, we got to prepare for what's coming, Jesus never said, Jesus told the disciples to just go with what you have and I'll, I'll provide the rest. Yeah. And we think this has been since the beginning of time. You look at the old Testament, you look at the new Testament, people that were following after God are often most of the time persecuted in ways that we can't even understand. Think about Elijah. Elijah comes into town, was it 2 Kings chapter 2, when all those kids were mocking him, calling him baldy or whatever they call him, <laughs> yeah. bald head. Yeah, they, they just, Sorry. yeah, it's I just, mean, I it's funny, but, like, it. but then, then Elijah <laughs> curses them, right? And then bears come out of the woods and eat all these kids. Okay, so that's crazy. But it's just this simple fact, he was going where the Lord called him to go and people were mocking him. Think about what happened at Mount Carmel after the Lord rained fire down from heaven and burned up Elijah's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And the people killed 800 and something prophets of Baal. And then Jezebel comes and starts to persecute Elijah. And is like, I'm going to, I'm going to take your head off. Just like you killed all my prophets. I'm going to take your head off. And Elijah flees for his life and he lives by the stream. And the Bible says that God provided for him there. So God led Elijah into an impossible situation 
But we serve a God that makes the impossible possible. Mm -hmm. He rains down the fire. It burns up the sacrifice. The people are transformed back to following God. The prophets of Baal are exposed as being fake, right? And then Elijah is still running for his life. That's what we call persecution. And he was in right standing with God the whole time. Yeah. And God still, he ran to the brook. And the Bible tells us that God had ravens or birds bring him his food every day. And he had fresh water from the brook that he was sleeping by, hiding out, finding himself persecuted for doing the exact right thing that God called him to do. And then you fast forward into the New Testament. You take Jesus himself, who is our blueprint, who we are supposed to be more like every day, And he was persecuted. Yeah, a lot of people loved him and he drew a lot of crowds because he did miracles. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. he had his followers, his disciples were were the only ones that were fully transformed. And even they were persecuted after that, even after Jesus had ascended. Persecution is a part of the call of God. Um, I wanted to bring up something too because it's just crazy to me, but it shows how we need to be. Um, this is an insane version uh, example, but it was whenever, um, I'm pretty sure it was Paul and it was either Silas or Paul and Barnabas. Um, they were at, um, a city and they started stoning Paul. Cause I know we've talked about this before mm-hmm. and they thought they killed him. They dragged him out and left him to die on the outside of the city and he wasn't dead. He got up and he <laughs> went on to do Sorry. ministry <sighs> And that blows my mind because unless you've had someone try to kill you and drag you out of the town and leave you to die, I just don't think we should really complain. And I'm saying that to myself with how people treat us because that's probably the worst way to be treated. Yeah. And also, he got right back up and he did what the Lord called him to do. He wasn't <laughs> so- like, um, he wasn't like, yo... Um, that was pretty dirty what you yeah. did to me. Lord, I'm not and helping so, <laughs> these people anymore because they threw I'm, rocks at me and they thought I was dead. And they were happy about it. Yeah. And now I'm just not going to do ministry anymore because obviously they don't deserve it and they don't understand. Well, that's just what happens, Aubrey. But Paul, <laughs> Paul's so uh, um, intriguing to me yeah, as, as a yeah. biblical character because there is that story where he gets dragged out to the edge of town. They stone him. The Bible says they thought he was dead, so they left him there. I don't know how many rocks you got to get hit with before <laughs> oh you're God. literally, they think that you're dead. But then Paul even goes further to say in the scripture that even those people, that he would forever cut himself away from Christ if they could yes. come to know him. And oof, that's so good because like the Lord just showed me this picture. This is us. The enemy uses people to hurt us to where we're dragged out for dead. And mm. a lot of people, whenever they do that, they don't get back up. They stay down because that's a safe way to be. Because if I get back up, that means I might get attacked again. And the Lord is calling you to stand back up yeah, and to stop fearing what man will say or what man will do and do what he has called you to do. And there will be people that it says, it was either Barnabas or Silas, I can't remember, but they went out and they helped him back up and they took him to other followers of Jesus and they, they took care of him and yeah. they went on their way. The Lord is going to bring you people. He is there for you always and 
you need to get back up and do yeah. what the Lord has called you to do. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that that we we all need to bring this into focus right now that persecution is is a part of the plan. Okay? But just as the Lord told Paul when you know the Bible tells us that that Paul was praying that he had the thorn in his flesh, right? Mm-hmm. And he kept praying and God said, "No, I'm not going to take it away, but my grace is sufficient for you." I I think that we all have a tendency to fear what could happen if we fully sell out. What are people going to think about me if if I do this or man, Lord, that sounds crazy. What there's no way, and, and we always yeah. bring everything that the Lord shares with us in the supernatural. We bring it down mm-hmm. to a natural and mindset, try to look at it and we limit it. A worldly lens, yeah. And we're Flash like, well, lens. I just don't know how that's going to work. It's not for you to figure out. It's just for you to be obedient. If all of us would only be obedient to what God was going to do and what God was telling us to do, the world would never be the same. Mm-hmm. But instead, we limit God and we put Him in a box. And uh, I think John Bevere said this in his book, Breaking Intimidation, and it's always stuck with me. And it's something that's been added to my prayer list every day. And he said, he said, you can't fear God and fear man at Mm -hmm. the same time. You can't think, okay, well, what about this? Or what are they going to think if your, your doubt creeps in with the fear of man? And so if there are people in your life that are constantly making you doubt what God is saying, you have to close your ear off to them and just get alone with the author and the finisher of your faith and press in and get specific blueprints of what you're supposed to do and watch God unfold in the midst of your obedience. Mm -hmm. But you cannot, you cannot fear God and fear man at the same time. No, a, a house divided cannot stand. You can't have a healthy fear of the Lord, and there is no such thing as a healthy fear of man. Nope. Th- there should be none of that. The only concern that we should have as followers of Christ is what does God think about me? Mm-hmm. And so many times we choose the opinions of man before yeah. the opinions of God. And that's exactly why Jesus is saying blessed, mm. blessed on the inside. This has been a crazy journey so far because it's it's been the blessing, right? We talked about this in the very first episode. A lot of times we think that blessing is on the outside when really it's on the inside. When Jesus is saying blessed are you? He's not saying he's not saying, "Man, you should be happy, Paul, when they're throwing stones at you and bringing physical pain to your body and they're going to leave you half dead outside of the city." But he's going to say, "Paul, you're blessed on the inside. Your spirit man is going to be huge. The the impact that your life is going to have on the world will be worth it." And the legacy that Paul left for you and I, the letters that Paul wrote have been life-changing for thousands of years. Mhm. And he had to count it all joy in all those trials and all those struggles. Just like James says, count it all joy when you fall in those trials because the testing of your faith produces patience. And so we see these beautiful attitudes and each one builds upon the next. And we have to become poor in spirit first and foremost before we can ever get. And if you're not poor in spirit, I highly doubt you're ever going to witness the blessing of the persecution of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't become poor in spirit, you can't live out any of the other beautiful attitudes. 
And I think that God, we are moving into a a Josiah-type generation. I believe that. I think a long time ago on the podcast, I said that. It was like Josiah was a king that, that once he was crowned, he set out on a mission to make Israel righteous in the eyes of God again. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we have to do. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. It doesn't say we're going to serve man. We're not We're not going to serve the, the fear of man. We're mm-hmm. just going to fear God and we're going to serve God. And if God's telling me to serve men, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. But if God's not telling me to do it, then I don't want any part of it. Mm. Just look to the Lord. Mm. He's, he's more than enough. He's always been enough. So we can fully surrender with all joy Yeah, because of who he is. Yes. And that's it. The, the beautiful attitudes have mm. more to do with more of Jesus and less of us. The, the, by the time you get to the point of being blessed for being persecuted for righteousness sake, you're already looking more like Jesus. And so then maybe it makes sense to be blessed for it because you know, you know the big picture. You know the big goal. But that's what I love about these beautiful attitudes. And we can try to make them ourselves. Like, oh yeah, well I'm just really meek. But righteousness only comes whenever my heart is lined up with the heart of God. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that it happens. And there is no motive. There is no selfishness. There is nothing. It's more of him and less of me. I want to finish it up with this, Aubrey, in Acts um, chapter 13. But the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing um, women of high standing. and uh, Sorry, sorry. Okay, here. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. Mm. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to another place. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) They got exiled. Sometimes we just got to dust. Yeah. (laughs) We just got to shake the dust off and, and move on. Yeah. Persecution is a part of the plan and it, and it finishes up. We have all these beautiful attitudes, and then it finally finishes up on, but don't be surprised when persecution comes your way. So I just want to encourage anybody out there, if if you have found yourself in the midst of persecution, then it sounds crazy. It really does. But I just want to say you should, we should all just thank the Lord when we find ourselves in the midst of persecution, because that means that we are looking more like him and less like us every day. Some, some of the persecution that hurts the most is, is the ones that you never thought would. So yeah. just, if it happens, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's not the end. It could be the beginning of something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's been fun. Oh, my gosh. We both just took a deep breath at the same time. It was just convicting <clears throat> and good and, yeah. and rich. Yeah. But it's it's good. So we're going to go back to what? Doing a Monday yes. podcast? But things are going to look very different, people. Yeah. Okay. Not like crazy different. Like yeah. still us. But it is season two starting. We're taking a break next week. But we'll be back. And we'll be back better mm. than ever. Now I'm back. Yeah, that was good, Aubrey. I liked yeah. that. It's a good dramatic effect. Some shady. <laughs> um, yeah. But we love you guys. 
thank you for going on the journey with us and thank you for supporting us and supporting our podcast yeah check us out on social media like it up and uh we'll see you next time okay we love you guys bye I, I was going to say maybe I say a bye and then I turn one off and then you're like bye 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 bye